and assuming that our um assuming that our uh uh technical system has worked and we've been able to merge the phone calls the way we wanted to we're going to be speaking with two very special guests many of you are aware of the fact that two decades ago the kosher palette became a revolutionary jewish kosher cookbook uh, and I say became because when it was released, I doubt the people who released it realized just how revolutionary it would, it would become. And the whole scene of Jewish cooking and Jewish cookbooks or kosher cookbooks, I should say, completely changed. And we are still reaping the benefits of it. Now, our friends at Artscroll and Artscroll.com have re-released the kosher palette, which uh, was done uh, over 20 years ago as a fundraiser a project of the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. Big shout-out to our friends in Livingston, New Jersey. And they are calling it the Revised Anniversary Edition. And it looks very 2022. And now a whole new generation of, uh, of chefs in our community are going to have a brand-new cookbook to go alongside the very, very much used kosher palette that's likely in their home or one that they grew up with already with us live via telephone are the uh, co-editors of the original uh, kosher palette um Susie Fishbein and Sandra Blank and I believe we have both of them on the phone Susie are you there good morning Nassim how are you a pleasure to speak with you Sandra are you there I am Fad- Hi, how are you fantastic technology in 2022 is working and we're able to have a great conversation together Susie, uh, could you tell us about the uh, genesis of all this? Uh, what was it that was going on around in Livingston, New Jersey over 20 years ago where people decided this would be a good project for the Kushner schools to undertake a cookbook? So at that time, there were um, there were community cookbooks out there. And the school, actually, I'm, Sandra, I'm going to toss this one to you because it was really you that the school came to. I was not yet even a parent in the school. so Sandra, what do you remember about that day? <laughs> Thank you. Actually, which makes Susie's involvement that much more impressive. So the school, you know, knew of community cookbooks, as Susie said, and thought it was a great opportunity for the school to join as a community and put together a cookbook. And I was an involved young parent at the time and was lucky enough to be tagged with the project. And I went right to Susie to partner with me. And, you know, together we thought to take it to, a, to the next level and really change what a community cookbook looks like. And the school could have partnered with us in a more supportive way raised the money, answered all of our needs, and, and allowed us the opportunity to work together with so many community members in creating the kosher palette and really, as you said, changing the face of what not only community cookbooks look like, but kosher cookbooks look like, and, and make it a professional, tested, thought-out cookbook rather than just, which is also wonderful, just a gathering of people's recipes. Well, Susie, what what were you at that time that you were approached? Were you a professional chef already? Were you somebody who everyone knew loved to dabble in the kitchen? What were, what, what, who was the Susie Fishbine of that era? I like to cook and I like to entertain. Um, I had moved to Livingston before I had kids. And when you move to a suburb before you have kids, it's very hard to meet people and make friends. So I went knocking on my shul door to see if, you know, they needed a hand with anything. And within six months, I was sisterhood president. And it turns out that I had a knack for fundraising. 
<laughs> and when you have a knack for fundraising in the Jewish community and you're a willing worker, that sort of that sort of puts that bullseye on your head. So and Sandra was a dear friend and at the time we thought, you know, we you know, think about at that time now from where we were in the world. There was no internet. So people got their recipes from cookbooks. So we would wait for the Martha Stewart or the Ina Garten cookbooks to be released and see what can we make kosher and how can we change it. And we were thinking, like, who entertains and cooks more than a Jewish woman, a, a, a kosher person? And we don't have anything like that out there for us. And there should be. And if we're looking for it, we bet other people were looking for it. And Boy, was that that right. Yeah, that's an understatement. The revised anniversary edition of the Kosher Palette, which was originally released by the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School, has been redone and is now uh, a very 2022-looking product, and it's brought to you by our friends at Artscroll. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Order a bunch of them. You want everybody in your family who loves to cook to have at least one copy of the Kosher Palette. So, I mean, and this is for both of you. I, I mean, Susie, we'll start with you. I mentioned it's revolutionary. I mentioned that the uh, you know this was this this has really led to uh, a couple of decades of uh, just a, a whole plethora, an array of cookbooks that are that are you know have have completely uh, have completely enhanced an important category of publishing. What was it about the kosher palette that 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 you know started this trend in this way? I think people jumped on the idea that kosher cooking doesn't have to be just the traditional dishes of our buddies, that it was modern and elegant. And as I said, who cooked more than somebody making Shabbos every single week? And we were looking for new ideas and fresh and current and healthful and, you know, things that were in at that time. And as different ingredients became kosher, incorporating those into our menu planning so I think we just, it was like the right place at the right time and, and obviously some mazel. <laughs> Sandra, the, the process at that time did include, I think you alluded to this before, did include uh, tasting and testing and, and, you know, and, 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 you know, putting some of those recipes, you know, uh, through the ringer, so to speak. It was, it, this Sandra, was, how many recipes do you think were submitted? How many, how many, how many made it in the end? How many made it in the book in the end? I'm sorry. How many made it in the end? How many recipes are in the book? So there are 312 pages in the book. Wow. And say about 500, 400, 450, 500. And I think what was so incredible, and it's because Judy and I both have probably a little type A personality. We wanted to make sure that anybody using this book, whether it was a, brand new cook or a seasoned cook, we wanted to make sure that when they made something out of the kosher palette, it was going to come out as they anticipated and thought it would. So we wanted to, I personally was a horrible recipe writer because you make a lot of assumptions, like when you're writing a recipe or when you're used to cooking. So it was a great process for me because it taught me not to do that. And I think the beauty of this book and why it stood the test of time is because whether it was 20 years ago or today, this cookbook has really mostly timeless recipes that are well thought of, well written, 
usable, work-friendly recipes. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Susie, you've, I mean, we, look, we've had a lot of conversations about cookbooks over the years, and one of the things you've always pointed mm-hmm. out to us is how important the photographs are for obvious reasons, and, you, you know, you would make sure that the publishers would never, uh, uh, you know, would never shortchange anybody on the, on the photos, and they're always done professionally. Photos are not a big part of this cookbook. Right. I mean, you'd agree. Because going back all those years, Malcolm, they, that was not necessarily a priority, and it was, and it's an expensive item. And look, even in my original kosher by design, which was done by a mainstream publisher, it was done by Archwell. It was not self-published. I didn't really learn that lesson until I started going out on the road and giving cooking classes and hearing, well, what are people making? What are people enjoying? What are people liking? And realizing that the photos, that the recipes that didn't have photos almost never saw the light of day, but that was, you know, that was a lot, a lot of books in. So yeah, if we were doing a kosher palette, 2022, you know, brand new, you know, kosher palette three, I should say. Um, yeah, there would be a photo for every recipe. We live in a visual age, but we (laughs) weren't living there then. (laughs) No, I understand. I'm just saying that, that people today might find it hard to believe that this cookbook did so well when, when photos are not a, you know, a prime aspect of it. And as you just said, that's how good the recipes are. Exactly. That's right. There is your answer. That's how good the recipes are. Uh, and some of these recipes, <laughs> you, with all the cookbooks you've been responsible for since then, some of the recipes in this book you still hear from people about, right? You still hear from people how they're still making it or that it's a staple of their Shabbos well, table or Yuntif table, right? All the time. Yeah. And in our own lives. It's unbelievable. I'll tell you some of these. I mean, I, I know nothing about cooking, and I could tell you about some of the classics that people are still making from your cookbook. Uh, it's pretty amazing, and what a feeling that must be. Um, uh, also, the, uh, uh, the, the, the specialty cookbook has become you know such a, an important thing. I mean, now you'll find books specifically on desserts. You'll find books specifically about Pesach. You'll find books uh, specifically about healthy eating. This, this, this sort of, I, I even noticed that you actually had a Passover suggestion chapter uh, in this book. I mean, this sort of covered the entire meal and the whole gamut, right? Yeah, I mean, that we, we really organized this book in a way that did exactly that. You know, there's a traditional section if you wanted to look for recipes that were specific to Shabbos or the any of the Yom Tovim, and and the sections obviously are are designated by by food categories. So, yeah. Whole thing is so cool, uh, Susie. Today, with the emphasis on healthier eating and different type of eating. Um, would would one change? And I know not nothing's been changed. This is a real re-release and an anniversary edition. Uh, but but if if you embarked on a project like this today, would it be very very different because of the circumstances of today's eating? Well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because Sandra and I went through the recipes page by page, and every place that we could decrease sugar, take out margarine. I mean, there was a recipe for a soup that had margarine in it. You know, that's unheard of in this day and age. So things like that, those easy tweaks that we were able to make, we made. And then um, we had a nutritionist who happens to have been an an alumni, an alumnus who grew up on these recipes. (laughs) Um, She she gave like a two-page nutritional suggestion um, insert. For, uh, for example, you know, when a recipe calls for non-dairy creamer, here are some great alternatives. So for, for people who are, are really focused on the healthfulness, those are some really great suggestions right at the front of the book at their yeah. fingertips. So th- those are the revisions that were made to sort of acknowledge that people cooked differently. 
So a, know, a tip, a, a tip of the hat to the modern era, <laughs> even from the classic, exactly. even from the classic, the kosher palette, the kosher palette, easy and elegant, modern kosher cooking, revised anniversary edition brought to you by Artscroll. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Make sure everybody in your family who's a chef or wants to be a chef. And I, uh, by the way, I stress wants to be a chef because you really in this cookbook sort of addressed those who, um, you know, are beginners, just a page on special equipment and recommendations. I would imagine that that's one of the things that holds people back from getting into the kitchen is they don't know what to buy, what to use, how to use certain equipment. So even a, a page like that on the special equipment that one might want to consider having in their kitchen was likely very helpful in encouraging people to try it out. Right. Yeah, and exactly. I, I would I would underscore that those all those factors, as Susie said, and you said, you know, that make this book really timeless. And I think why this success hopefully the second time around will will be, I don't know, as great, but but still very much welcome in the marketplace. Because Susie and I looked at that equipment page and we're like, that's yeah, good, good information still. Like there's mm-hmm. really everything about it. And and just to underscore, you know, from the school's perspective, as Susie mentioned, the the Danielle Stark is the registered dietitian uh, nutritionist who dietitian, sorry, who who was the consult on the book and created that page spread. Her mom held one of the testings of the book. <laughs> and you know, it's really remarkable. You know this community, Nachum, and it's a community that's very close that community is very much is committed to the to the school, to the community at large. And I think it's so gratifying that the Joseph Pusher Hebrew Academy, Ray Cushing High School, 22 years later, has multiple generations involved in this book. Yeah, hey, that's uh, there's a lot of history in the school. We'll talk about more of that in a moment. I just can't let this conversation continue without mentioning that on page 202, um, many of you don't realize that the, uh, that the term scalloped potatoes was completely unknown before this cookbook came out, and now scalloped potatoes. I mean, you can't go into a into a Jewish home without you know someone referring to it uh, or, or requesting it. It's probably among the biggest requests when kids come back home for Shabbos. Um, so this book is in fact revolutionary. Even in some of the things that we eat, the book became revolutionary. All right, let's talk. Sandra, tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on at uh, at uh, uh, the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. It's one of our favorite places, and we salute Rabbi Rubin and his entire staff. I'm, I'm hoping that the school year has gotten off to a good start. What do you hear? Uh, I, I am blessed to now be a grandparent in the school. Wow. Three of our grandchildren are currently enrolled in the school, which is really remarkable and um the school is off to an amazing start i was there on tuesday the halls are buzzing the kids are thrilled happy faces and it's just i spent 17 years working there as the director of admissions and it's just remarkable the sense of every child being important and making a difference and i know a lot of schools say that and that's a very big buzzword but being the product of four children a parent of four children who graduated and now three grandchildren, thank God, who are enrolled. It couldn't be more true. And they're cutting edge on all their educational advancements and commitments and their commitment to Israel and just the importance of raising strong, aware, good, 
Jewish voices is is just really inspiring. And the last time we were there, we were amazed at how 2022 or whatever year it was, uh, they are. Every single department, I mean, has the equipment necessary and the uh, facilities necessary and the uh, faculty necessary to really uh, make sure that kids are getting the education that parents want them to have today. Yeah, it's actually the reason why that this came back onto my front lobe. Um, my youngest child was graduating, and uh, he went all the way through the high school. And I am a huge Rabbi Rubin fan, and I think that that high school is an incredible educational facility and just has a way of making each kid shine for me- meeting them where they are. And I felt it was a, it was a perfect opportunity for me to show a hakarat hatov you know, for this cookbook that launched me in my career as my last kid was exiting to, you know, to to kind of do something on my way out. And um, I think that, you know, bringing this cookbook back, what was, you know, the best way that I could have said thank you for really, you know, and, and, you know, giving my kids a solid, solid Jewish education. That is really sweet and really nice. And those of you who want to read more about it, Rabbi Rubin actually has a, uh, a beautiful article about the school. Uh, in the uh, in the cookbook itself, uh, that goes through for those of us who remember the the history of the school in terms of its locations, and what the school's trying to do, and some beautiful photos of the school as well. We salute Rabbi Rubin, uh, Rosh Hashiva, the head of school over at Kushner, and uh, wish him and the entire administration and faculty continued success. By the way, Sandra, did did any of the kids know? 22 years ago that that their school was known throughout the world because of a cookbook and and today are 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 the kids involved in any of this or basically it's a it's a parent and uh, adult project that's that's going on as this re-release is happening no no not at all it's so exciting i know that like my kids and their friends as they grew up and they spent their year in israel or they went on teen tours around the country like they were known as the cookbook school they were associated with the cookbook school and it was it was really incredible for our kids actually because it kind of made them like stars throughout their travels and i think when when my kids actually the kids that that we have kids in common who are friends when they got married and moved to teaneck and my daughter-in-law had a kosher an original kosher palette in her house her friends would come over and be like how did you get that you can't get that anymore even their generation, you know, Susie and I were so aware of, really were speaking and knew about it because this is what they grew up on. This is their Shabbos table, their Yuntis table, their dinner table, and they, they very much had fond memories and wanted it to be part of their home. The original was available till around when? What would you guess? The original one was available until what year or how long into the run? I think like nine or 10 years ago is when it started to become a frenzy of, Oh my God, we can't find this. We can't find this. Where is it? Where can we get it? And the school would get calls and I would be um, asked on social media and at all my appearances, what about that book? Where can we get that book? And it started going up on eBay for crazy prices. And it just crescendoed into this, Oh my God. Like now I have uh, four kids and a daughter-in-law. This is my like Yerusha. Who's going to get it? You know, <laughs> somebody last night posted on my, on one of my um, Instagram. I think it was on my Instagram. Does my friend Kosha Palad go in Shamos? <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that hilarious? 
Uh, and, I'm, and I'm wondering if you're the one who has the most uh, abused original kosher palette because you probably have gotten photos from people with pages ripped out and the cover falling off and everything else. Have you seen any really impressive uh, kosher palettes recently? Oh, really disgusting ones, which <laughs> makes us so happy. But then we know it's yeah. so loved when the pages are all stuck together and filthy and Oh yeah, <laughs> and you can tell you can tell by the, the the shape that the book is in which recipe was used the most, right? You can tell which page was destroyed the most the of all of them. Fingerprints on it, <laughs> right? And all the stuff that spilled on it in the kitchen, and <laughs> and all the towel wipes it had to go through after all the different accidents. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, people have a. That's why, by the way, this re-release is not just for a new generation. This re-release is to get people who had the original kosher palette a fresh new book for the fresh brand new year. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this beautiful new size is amazing and especially amazing for people with older eyes because, <laughs> you know, when we when we did this book, it was many, many years ago, and our eyes have aged with us. So we were like, well, this font is just not going to do. So we made the, the page size bigger um, so that the font can be bigger. So it's. I think people will be really pleased with the purchase, even if they still have a decently clean copy. Yeah, hundred percent. You can actually keep. Uh, you can keep both. Keep your tr- traditional classic one, everybody, with all the rips and all the uh, stains. And certainly, you can go ahead and get the brand new one, the Kosher Palette, Easy and Elegant Modern Kosher Cooking, the revised anniversary edition with a big salute to the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School in Livingston, New Jersey. It is uh, available now. Uh, our recommendation is you go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio and uh, enjoy the re-release of the kosher palette. Uh, Sandra, I hope you'll send best regards to everybody at the Kushner schools. And, uh, I will. Thank you. And, uh, you know, best wishes, continued best wishes to whereby Ruben and the administration, the faculty, the parents, the students, I know that they're doing really well in every area. And, uh, they are, <laughs> it's funny to be known as the cookbook school when frankly, they could be known by, uh, many other very positive monikers, frankly, uh, especially all these years later. So a big salute to everybody over at Kushner. And uh, Susie, uh, it, it appears to me, from what I see on social media, that you're involved in even more projects having to do with cooking. So you're, yeah. n- you're nonstop. There's always something cooking. You, there's always <laughs> something cooking. You just keep on going. So please keep us up to date on the progress of all your different projects, and we'll have an opportunity to speak about those down the road. Um, yeah. Uh, thank God. Things are nice and busy, doing a lot of traveling, a lot of travel tours. People really, after COVID, have the itch to go see places, and I get to take them places in a kosher environment. And uh, uh, I have a culinary tour in Israel coming up, and that's at the end of October, and a culinary tour of Florence, Italy, the first week of November, and another one of Roman Florence at the end of November. So lots of fun things going on. Your cookbooks must have done really well during COVID, because I can imagine how many people were stuck at home and just wanted to start experimenting in the kitchen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm also involved in The Best of Kosher, which is a book that's coming out, Arts Girls Hanukkah release coming out, I think, next month, um, or at least it's available now already for, for pre-sales on Amazon, I think, and also Arts Girls website. It's a collaboration of all of the Arts Scroll authors. How many, and, how, many, um, how many chefs are there? I think there are 13, and they're all women. I think there's 13 women on this project. Well, do we do we get to speak to you about it when it comes out, or we have to draw straws? Absolutely. Like, how's that going to work? Absolutely. <laughs> Would love to talk about it. All right. I look forward to that, although I hope the other 12 people will understand that you get first dibs here. 
<laughs> but we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at the roster. We'll determine exactly how we'll go about it. Uh, anyway, to both of you, a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. And thanks so much for joining us. And Mazal Tov on the re-release. Thank you. Thank you. Shana Tova. Sandra Blank and Susie Fishbein, co-editors of the original The Kosher Palette, uh, which came out over 20 years ago, courtesy of the Kushner Schools in Livingston, New Jersey, an amazing project that I don't think anybody realized would be as revolutionary as it, in fact, turned out to be. And a pleasure to have them both on the air, and I recommend that you go to the Artsgirl website, artsgirl.com, order the book. It's called The Kosher Palette. It's the revised anniversary edition. Um, use promo code radio for your savings and free shipping. Again, use promo code radio for your savings and free shipping at artscroll.com. And make sure that all the young chefs and older chefs in your family have a copy of the brand new The Kosher Palette Anniversary Edition. More coming up. It's Thursday. It's JM in the AM.